This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode of the Golf and Filtered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. You guys see me post a lot of stuff of my time over at Cog Hill because they've got four outstanding golf courses, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, and they have a brand-new renovated driving range and practice area that is going to absolutely blow you away. Go out to coghillgolf.com today to learn a little bit more. I also want to tell you guys about Monster Mat. Yeah, Monster Mat. It's a driving range mat that you can put either in your home, at your golf course, in your backyard, really anywhere that you want. And I'm telling you right now, it's the most durable, high-performing, and long-lasting driving range mat that you've ever used. Take it from me, I've been using one for over seven months at the time of this recording, and it's still holding up just like it was the first day I used it. So go out to safeplaygolf.com today learn a little bit more. We're also brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. You guys hear me talk about them every single week. That's because they've got everything you could possibly need for your golf game, including apparel, accessories, training aids. They've got all the latest equipment. And you could probably find some pretty good deals as well. So go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today to learn what you could get. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's your buddy Adam over at GolfUnfiltered.com. Follow me all over social media at GolfUnfiltered. Send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. Another quick shout-out to our friends over at Cleveland, Srixon, and Zegzio. I talk about them all the time. I've got some new partners now, and it's just getting a little bit heavy on the front end of the intro here, so I uh, don't want to leave them out, though, of course. You guys know I'm also part of the Second City Golf Collective, and it's fun uh, to, to realize that uh, myself, Chris McEwen, as well as Bill Bush from uh, drivingrangeheroes.com, we are hosting our first event and we're terrified no <laughs> it's uh it's actually going to be a lot of fun it's over at cog hill if you've uh if you're in the chicagoland area and uh you've never had the chance to play dubs dread which is the world famous course over there i think tiger still has the uh the record and you like sports books and who doesn't you guys know i do uh we're hosting an event sponsored by points bet and uh, all the details are on my social media feed at Golf Unfiltered. But essentially, it's it's <laughs> no no joke. It's like the best deal I've ever heard of uh, for one of these promotions. Uh, long and short of it, depending on when you're listening to this episode, if you go and you uh, register at PointsBet, you put down at least fifty dollars um, in terms of uh, your initial deposit, you get a match up to fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, by the way, you have to use the promo code DUBS, D-U-B-S. Uh, and then you get to play golf with us, October 3rd, 2021. Place a bet by uh, September 17th. It's going to be, it's the easiest thing that you can do. It, basically, it costs you $50 to go play one of the best go- golf courses in the area. Uh, definitely in the state. And you get to participate in the latest fad online gaming 
It's fantastic. <laughs> no, I love it. It's absolutely. I, I. I know. I know. I know what you're thinking, but it's a fantastic way to watch sports, especially golf. It is growing. It's not going anywhere, and this is the best way to get involved if you so choose. At any rate, today's guest is Laz Versailles. He is a. Uh, he is first of all of the Fire Pit Collective fame. Most recently. He has written so many things across so many different platforms, including Golf Magazine, Deadspin, uh, Golf WRX. Jeez, uh, he's, he's just everywhere, and he is so insightful. He's a fantastic follow on Twitter. Um, and that's really where I got to, uh, you know, that's where I got introduced to Laz first on social media, as I do with most journalists and writers in the golf space. Uh, I mentioned Chris McEwen earlier. Um, he had Laz on his Golf Origin Stories podcast not too long ago, and I learned a lot about Laz on that show, and so I would certainly encourage you to go out and uh, listen to that episode as well. Golf Origins Stories is the name of it. Laz and I talk a lot about many things in this uh, interview, and uh, you know he's one of those guys that uh, I've not met face-to-face. I would love to. Uh, he seems, as I say in the interview, he seems like one of those guys that you can just sit down, go back and forth about a number of different topics, and walk away best friends. You know what I mean? It's it's just, he's got that persona about him. And this was the first time that we had ever actually spoken to one another. We had definitely corresponded, uh, you know, online, but... You know, he covers a lot of ground. Uh, we, we talk a lot. Of, we have a Dallas Cowboys analogy at one point, which I, I actually had to sit back. And if you're watching uh, this episode on YouTube, um, please go out to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You'll notice that I just kind of I just start dying because I had never I didn't know where he was going with it. But man, he nailed it. And uh, you'll know what I mean when you listen to the end of the uh, the episode here. So at any rate, without any further delay. I hope you enjoy this conversation with uh, my new friend, Laz Versailles. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. As I mentioned in the intro, very excited to speak to Mr. Laz Versailles. Laz, you and I uh, have connected many times on uh, social media, specifically yeah. Twitter. One of my favorite Twitter followers out or follows out there. And uh, we have a mutual connection through our buddy, Chris McEwen. And yeah. you recently uh, appeared on his Golf Origin Stories podcast where you, did, yeah. we just learned so much about what's going on in your world. I mean, it's a crazy time for you over there. You got so much going on. I think everybody has a lot going on. <laughs> I just think I'm guilty of broadcasting more than most people. I'm not afraid to share, I guess. But yeah, Adam, it's been, um, you know, what is it? September 2nd? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Time just continues to melt by and, you know, this crazy world that we're living in, you have a natural ability to kind of encapsulate everything that's going on in a lot of humor as well as some really poignant tweets. And that is a talent, sir, that not a lot of people possess. And I'm glad that uh, you're out there doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I am. I'm not I'm going to have to look up. Uh, poignant because I'm not entirely sure what that word means, but I think I <laughs> it know was what it a means. compliment. And I think, yeah, I think if you like 
you know, like my favorite Twitter follows by far are like Bunky Perkins mm-hmm. and Brendan Porath yeah. and um, obviously like the no laying up feed is mm-hmm. good, but like when mm-hmm. Tron's on, it's better. I like Tron's better. Oh, and... Tron and I go back a long way. I, he, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love we... Tron's feed. Um, and it's just, it's interesting in that, um, you know, like in the last, I'd say six months, you know, mm-hmm. you see a lot of people with the, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, yeah, but this is Twitter, folks. Like, be careful, right? Because like, yeah, no, it is okay right, not right. to be okay. But, you know, be careful. There's a lot of um, vinegar on Twitter, which is strange. So in a weird way, it's almost therapeutic to just launch sometimes on, you know, yeah. some of the things going on in the world. Um, and I think a lot of things are actually pretty humorous. Like the the situations we find ourselves in might be challenging and difficult to understand. But when you step back and look at them, it's like, wow, what a, what a circus we are in so many ways. And you just kind of have to laugh at things. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, you know, I should, I should reach out to Tron. Him and I got into a, a tiff like five years ago where it just, it hasn't been right since. And that just reminded me, I, I, I need to make amends with my Twitter uh, foes, so to speak. But, um, yeah. In your regard, especially now, I mean, it's it's funny because when I follow you and, and, and I see some of the threads that you go through, first of all, they're so damn creative with the imagery, the gifts, the, the, the ability oh, to kind of tie it yeah. into, I mean, it's just like, I sit there and after I'm done laughing and I'll text my buddies and I'm like, there's nobody doing this on Twitter. There's one guy and it's you. And it's, it's just so damn good. And I'm not just blowing smoke. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think because like there are people who are very visual. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's people who are really into the auditory and like it's, 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 um, I've always been a visual person. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think there are people who are masters at threads. Right. Yeah. And I think in terms of image before I think in terms of words. So for me, like if I do a thread, there's almost always like an image to accompany mm-hmm. each tweet, if you will. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's just, I really don't go out much because, you know, there are some sick people out there and right. they are spreading the sickness and like, I'm absolutely backed up. So like, I don't really go out unless I have to go out. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, like it just lends itself to sometimes like if I have like writer's block or a creative block, or I just need to break away from what I'm doing and I see something on the news or, you know, like, I don't know, a picture of Alexander the Great pops up. I'll just jump into a thread on someone and I don't really know when they're yeah. coming or right. when they're stopping. That's the other thing. Sometimes yeah. I start them and I go two or three deep and I just like, I, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done now. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's funny because, you know, I do, uh, I do something similar on my end where I try to use social media as an escape, but in many ways it just makes it deeper for me, you know, because I'm, yeah. I'm like, you know, you and I, 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 I am sure see eye to eye on many things. Um, 
the the world right now is not a place that's fun if you decide to go down that path and always make it unfun you know and so when you find yeah. people yeah. um that you can relate to who admittedly uh, you know share common beliefs and you know follow science <laughs> um it's it's almost a better feeling when you know that there's others out there that think like you. And, and I truly appreciate that from you having never met you face to face. Um, I can genuinely know that you and I could sit down together and just have a good time and see eye to eye. Yeah, no, so I I think, I think like if there are people who think the absolute opposite their value system is the same in a lot of ways, but on a lot of lightning rod issues, we're, we're, we're 180 degrees different. And right, right. I like to think I can still sit around and hang out with those people and it's fine. I don't, I don't agree with all my friends on anything. Um, I shouldn't say that. I don't agree with my friends on everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like we right. all have things that we see differently. Um, like, you know, I think what's fascinating is like, there are people that you totally respect professionally, uh, personally, and then they say something on social media and you're like, oh, and then you have it out with them over that. And then you're all good. Right. I think I'll give you an example. Sure. The thoughtful and intelligent and funny Harry Arnett, uh, From municipal clothing, mm-hmm. um, I'm wearing municipal shorts as we speak. Yeah, I <laughs> okay. Well, I'm one layer below that. Like the hand municipal <laughs> underwear is incredible. Yes, it is. I remember it's, that tweet. It's awesome. Yeah, it's the best underwear you'll ever buy. It is. Um, so I put out a tweet. You know, like Randy Moss changed Minnesota sports. So I was like, oh yeah. You know, obviously, Randy Moss is the greatest receiver ever, and here they come, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Jerry Mm -hmm. Rice, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, if you had the ball at the 50 and it was third and 12 and your life depended on it, (laughs) I'm taking Randy Moss. Go ahead and have – Oh, yes. You know, like have – but honestly, like Jerry Rice is probably the better dig route runner to, Mm -hmm. you know, sell the deep post or whatever and come back. So, you know, Harry goes in on Jerry Rice and I'm like wanting to pick a fight over this, but I'm like, (laughs) he's not wrong. He's thoughtful. And I had posters of Jerry Rice, but I am just here to tell you (laughs) if you, if you didn't have a name, if, if there was not a name on either human being and in their prime, you had every football coach in the world do a 20 minute combine with both of them every football coach in the world would say, I'll take the taller guy. I'll take that Randy kid. You yeah. A hundred percent. One, every single one of them. And so yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no. And that's, that's entirely true. And I think that, you know, the thoughts that you bring to the game, uh, not only golf, but any sport and beyond that, you know, social cultural, uh, which I, which I love just the, the, the takes that you, you, uh, offer to everyone you know you've you've worked for a lot of places you've written for a lot of places you know not only in golf and i have to just ask like where do you find the time to do this i mean it's 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 everywhere 
Yeah. So I battle insomnia and really it's hard. It's, it's, so what happens is I, I, you know, there'll be weeks. I shouldn't say weeks, but like, let's say it's Sunday night and I'm like thinking about Monday. Mm. It's kind of like my mind starts going down a gradual hill Mm. and now it's just picking up the residue of thought from everything else that might've gone on in the last 48 hours. And so as much as I'll try to go through, you know how like on Headspace, you can do a 10 minute, a 15 minute or whatever length meditation. I just get to a point where it's, it's those thoughts, those, that ball is going too fast and I'm just not going to sleep, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's been hard, but that, you know, that's what happens. And so when I get in those modes, I will, I probably have 20 stories in my Google docs that, Mm. are just there you know um and so i'll polish them up sometimes and um i've had i've been really lucky to work with some great editors so Mm -hmm. um yeah that's that i just try to do something with my time when i just can't sleep and and that's what it is that i fall into one one of those stories uh that you wrote recently for golf.com on diversity in the game was so incredibly well done I, I shared it with with multiple people, and could you uh, explain kind of your process a little bit? Maybe just touch on it, because I'm sure it was in-depth. Writing that well, piece. Yeah, sure. I was mad, mm. as most Americans were mad. Yeah. And some people were mad because neighborhoods that they will never go into or ever visited were being vandalized right or however Mm -hmm. you want to say it right burned down others were bad because they had had it with the state of affairs with race relations in the country so there was a lot of anger and i found myself you know like we all do like we kind of have this reflex to go to certain websites and and in the golf space you know here came the faux sincerity of the brands right yeah so you know whether it's so i reached out to alan shipnuck via dm Mm. and i was like hey i don't you know just to let you know like everything i've read from the golf media is pathetic like the Mm. golf world's response to this is really kind of funny um you know there would be and, and so I just, instead of complaining, you know, I was like, I mean, I'd be happy to write something for you. So mm-hmm. then in like a couple hours, I sent him this article and he liked it, you know, and he's like, Laz, this is really good. And um, he took it to Alan Bastable and, yep. you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's that big of a company, um, 8am golf, but it, you know, they're not exactly the fastest group. And so like five or six days later, it goes up and um, it was great to get to know both Allens. I think they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're really nice to work with. And um, they were very uh, liberal in terms of, you know, there wasn't really any change and mm-hmm. they didn't like try to backlink anything, you know, like some publications will do. So it was, um, yeah, I was grateful they ran it and, and, some of my favorite writers like reached out and you know, Hey, that was, that was a really nice piece. So it was very flattering. And um, 
I think I think it got, you know, to what I hope people understand is that, you know, we have root causes for issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, inviting a bus full of black kids to your country club once a year doesn't fix anything. You know, right. the first tee doesn't really do anything when it comes to improving how societies and cultures work together. You know, um, mm-hmm. it provides kids with some things to do and some lessons. Um, so, and I don't bring them up like they're the bad guy. I just bring them up to say that, like, there are a lot of people who see this chance to say, like, okay, look, I need to do something for the betterment of our country and for the betterment of how we're going to get along and, and live together. So I'm right. going to donate um, my dad's set of 1968 uh, rusty Wilson staff irons and write it off as like a donation to the First Tee of America. But there I am doing my part, you know, to help everybody right. get along. Yeah. It's like, nah, actually, you're not doing anything. But yeah, right, um, right. You're you're releasing deeper conversations. There's way deeper conversations um, people have to have and engage in to understand each other, you know. And mm-hmm. um, to my point earlier, like I have friends who are pretty far right on the political scale mm-hmm. and we will go out and play golf or go for a hike or whatever. And we'll just talk about values and like, you know, decency and things like this or the lack sure. thereof. Um, so it's possible that you can have these conversations with people in a civil way. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. hope we get to, a, you know, like a real place, you know, to have it. The other fun thing about, you know, when you post a story like that is I leave my DMS open on Twitter and like, if you want to know how many good people there are in the world. There was probably three or 400 like way to go mm-hmm. DMS. Mm-hmm. And there was probably a hundred. I'm going to find your black ass and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, you better hope I never run into you like that. Kind really? Of, yeah. Yeah. Which is wow. great. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on the corner of 11th and Montana. Come, you know, I'm literally here for the smoke. Come and get it. You You're know? such a but, badass. Jesus. I know. It's a tough <laughs> So like you get, you get it all right. So, um, but that story evoked a lot of um, response and emotion from people. So I'm glad you liked it. No, I I absolutely loved it. And you know, it's funny because on that point, the latter point you just made as people put themselves out there more often. um, And I think we're seeing this more in the spotlight now with recent events with uh, players on tour, Bryson Brooks, everyone else. It's like, okay, yeah, uh, things you say matter. Is there in your mind a a paradigm shift now where people are becoming more or less aware of that? Well, I think people that are enabled and empowered and, you know, they're going to do what they want, right? And Mm -hmm. I think... If you want me to jump right into the whole Bryson Brooks thing please, and Brooks Brooks into the crowd, like Bryson is clearly a dork on so many levels, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's 2021 and he still listens to Kings of Leon. 
Like that's his like soundtrack. <laughs> no, I video. like those guys. <laughs> I do too. But like, yeah. I don't, you know, like, no, I hear you. So here he is holding his trophy, driving his purple Bentley, getting on a private jet, <laughs> listening to Kings of fucking Leon. And he doesn't mm-hmm. think he's going to get shit for that. Mm-hmm. Like, he gains an obscene amount of weight and muscle in a period where the tour wasn't drug testing. And he expects everyone to believe that it's because he's eating a lot of bacon and, and having these smoothies mm-hmm. and working out hard. And it's just, he made such, he was so, how do I put this kindly? Like he, to think he was getting over on people with that, Sherrod is, you know, yeah, it's amazing, right? Like he must be an idiot to think that he we were buying half of his act, you know? Right. So when things start coming back to you and you, you know, essentially pick a fight with someone who's just as petulant when they want to be, only that person is actually smarter than you, wittier than you, right? Like sharper mm-hmm. than yeah. you. So if you're, playing the insult game back and forth across the bus, like Brooks is going to mentally dunk on you at every turn. Right. Right. And fold into that, the fact that, you know, there's golf has somewhat welcomed the masses. Right. And mm. I don't use the GTG term cause it makes me throw up, but right. Um, as you, as, as organisms grow and they bring, people in you have to wonder what is the cost of bringing those people in so if the tour is going to get sensitive about people screaming brooksy right like mm-hmm. you wanted the mob here's the mob yeah they, they, the they mob acts. yeah yeah here's yeah. how the mob acts which by the way isn't that different from how the mob acted when arnold palmer went on his run right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and here came you know, the other beefy guy, Nicholas, and, mm-hmm. you know, he got harassed really hard. But there isn't social media to amplify it. There isn't cameras everywhere to record it. And Jack and and, and Bryson are just different minds, right? So yeah. I think Bryson is completely insecure. And um, I get that. I have times when I'm really insecure. And sure. I couldn't imagine being in front of 40 million people and you know, or however many people watch. So I get that. I think he's fairly obtuse. I think he's not that bright. I think the whole physics thing is bullshit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he went to SMU for a couple of years, right? And yeah. um, I think Brooks is just kind of laughing, like whatever. And I think the fact that he can just go to the commissioner and say, they're calling me things I don't like and make them stop. And for, for Monaghan to be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. This is wrong. This isn't us. Like, okay. You had, you know, you're having the chain smokers play. Isn't exactly the tour either, but you did that. (laughs) Like you wanted the mob. Here's the mob. I say, embrace the mob, go with it. It's, it's kind of too late, you know, like it's to think that, you know, what's the next thing? He's going to get called mm-hmm. and go to, you know, Monaghan and say, like, now they're calling me Royd boy or now yeah. they're calling me chubby. And I don't like it. You know, like it's I hate watching people point to fans and get them kicked out. 
And I just think of Pedro Martinez just getting pounded. Oh, he's yeah, your daddy at Yankee Stadium. And like, I just, you know, there's a test there, right? Like, can you shut that out? And can you perform? And, and like, let's see it. You know, I think play, just play, quit whining. And it's, it's just sad. Yeah. Like, do I think people should get kicked out if they're screaming in the backswing? Absolutely. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's different, but Hey, Brooksy on the way to the T or whatever, like it's, it's get over it. You know, you, you kind of created it. So just, you made your bed, sleep in it and let's move on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and, you know, I think when it comes to large masses of people in sports, you know, we, we know examples of when that goes poorly. We think of the Netflix, uh, the Netflix special, you know, the Malice at the Palace. We think of, you know, Monica Seles being stabbed at a, on a tennis court. We think of things where it could possibly go south. Thankfully, we haven't seen that in golf. Do you, do you feel that there's a line there that knowing and agree, and I agree with you that the, the yeah. tour has yeah. kind of created this mob. Do you think that there's a yeah. matter of, okay, we need to pull back a little bit before it gets to another headline? No, I think Monica Sellis was a case going back to root cause analysis. Monica Sellis mm-hmm. was mental illness. Agreed. Right? Yep. Um, Malice at the Palace was inappropriate staffing and lack of security. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the tour loves the waste management. Because it's I've a been circus, there. Yeah. right? It's a circus. Mm-hmm. I would never go to the waste management. Really? I I wouldn't play in the waste management. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I, I have no interest in going to that thing at all, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's, mm-hmm. Sure. I don't love crowds. I don't love Arizona. I like Arizona. Um, but if I'm going to go to a desert, like the California desert, to me is different. And I like it better. I think the Arizona desert is a lot more, you know, the cacti are much larger and it, it's absent of a few of the colors that you get in the California desert, but there's kind of the, you know, the Arizona desert's really broad. It's, it's just, it's really kind of humbling and I don't love that. Mm. Whereas in California, the mountains kind of hug you when you're in like Palm desert or Palm Springs, but mm. back to your question. Um, yeah. I mean, good luck if you don't think, you know, so you can scream a lot of other things, but Brooksy, you can't scream at one particular person. So, mm. okay, um, whatever. <laughs> like, it's just sad right. yeah, all that, around. It's hard, sad all around. Yeah. Like, you know, and now we go to the Ryder Cup in Checks Notes, Wisconsin. People are going to be faded the whole time. And, you know, you're, you're on um, – you're on booze watch, man. Like it's people are, yeah. you know, excited for the event fans and like it's Europe and it's the U S and here we go. And, and, you know, the spotted cow of, is flowing and look out, man. Yeah. Like it's yeah. going to get gnarly. And those are smaller crowds than, you know, what you get at, at some events, but no, I think, I think it's going to get unruly. I think it has been, I think, you know, these, players that are, you know, certain ones will just be like, look, I want this guy out of here. I want this guy out of here. I think what I fear is that 
with gambling. And if I got an over under on someone right at 69 and a half and, you know, I've got my mortgage on it. He's in the middle of his backswing, you know, hitting into the 18th hole or whatever. Like that's kind of what I worry about. Yeah. Is the unintended consequences of gambling. You know, I agree with you. And and as you know, as a betting man myself, I mean, I think the the greatest irony in this whole Bryson situation is the DraftKings patch on his hat. And, uh, you know, it's funny because when he sits down with Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel and he talks through how it doesn't really bother him that people are calling him Brooksy, that people have the right to say whatever, you know, that to your to your point, it's complete BS because we know that a conversation took place between him and Monaghan. And yet the facade that we see on camera is completely different than what common sense tells us. It's, it's infuriating at some point. Yeah. I mean, the guy, he is, I think very full of shit Mm -hmm. on a lot Mm -hmm. of levels, right? The whole physics thing is bullshit. Uh, Oh, I drink these smoothies. I'm not going to call that bullshit, but it's really suspect. You know, (laughs) well, you shouldn't drink that many. uh, At one point, he said he had he was doing workouts that were proprietary to him and his team. Interesting. Well, buddy, you can't copyright exercise moves, but whatever, (laughs) right? Um, you can't do those push-ups with your feet like that. I've got that. That's sorry, I've got the IP on that chin up because you're gripped (laughs) that close. That's mine. Sorry. You're going to have to dismount. So there's that. There's the whole, I just. Yeah, no, I get it. I don't know. So my, my question is, is like, what is he missing in his life that he has to like inflate? He's an amazing champion. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing, amazing champ. He doesn't need any of this stuff and he would still be a hall of fame golfer. That's the thing. Yeah. He's, he's a fantastic player. He's, he's beyond fantastic. He's a hall of fame Rare, 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 not generational, but yeah, right. He's amazing, you know? Yeah. It's and so static. I don't know what to tell you, Adam, but like yeah. there's something missing in his life that is massive and it might be intelligence, but it might be something like, you know, hmm. personal that I hope he addresses and, and comes out of it happier because he's given us so much, you know, like he's yeah. so entertaining. He's such a great player. He's so brave. He's so intense competitively. Like yes. that playoff was awesome. You yes, know? it was. And yeah. um, I never think he's going to miss anything because he's so good. Every he's time a I hell see of a lot of fun I'm like, he's making this. He's making yeah, this. Uh, absolutely. He's making that. He's, he's yeah. so good. So I hope he's happy. And if he's not, I hope he gets happy. Yeah, totally agreed. I want to talk a little bit about the work uh, that you do at the fire pit collective. Um, Obviously this is something that's recent. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic collective, a lot of storytellers. You had mentioned a few already Um, past podcast guest, Matt Janella, head of it. How's, how are things going? What can we expect from Laz? You know, what can we see from you soon? Because we just love following along. Yeah. The collective is, um, I mean, it's one of the great gifts and opportunities of my life. Um, so mm-hmm. I didn't know Matt at all. I barely knew Alan. I knew Alan through emails and whatnot, and I didn't know Alex at all. So 
to go into a new media company and Alex, I mean, Alex has won, you know, a, he's, he's won an Emmy, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. he's, he's a talented individual. So Alex and Colt and Marco Escalante are kind of, so Colt Nedler um, used to be with Vice and mm-hmm. he's incredible. Like, I think what you find is that people all know Alan and Matt and their gifts. So Matt is like the most visually gifted person I've ever worked with in my life. And Hmm. I've worked with some of the best aircraft engineers and, and well, I'll call them inventors, but like patent holders on like some major airframes, like the A380 and the 787 and like just geniuses of design. And Matt is visually He's a photographer at heart, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. um, he's just so gifted visually. And the things he picks up on, I, I, I'm learning a lot from working with him. Alan is, is obviously a force. And, um, you know, to have him kind of help us grow as creators is really a gift and great. Ryan French is mm-hmm. the most passionate person I've worked with in golf. You know, Ryan's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like Ryan's family is amazing. You know, his dad yeah. ran a great nonprofit to help people employ um, people with disabilities. You know, mm-hmm. um, Ryan's passion to help people is something that it's just how he's wired. Right. Like if Ryan, if, if, we go to pick up sandwiches and there's an extra sandwich. Ryan's going to make sure someone that's hungry, whether it's someone picking the range or someone standing by the freeway with the sign, Ryan's going to make sure that someone who needs something gets that something. Mm-hmm. And and so it doesn't surprise me when someone reaches out to him with a six-figure gift and says, here, I want right. you to run this for kids that don't have these things and um, – so everyone in the DNA, everyone in the fire pit has that kind of philanthropic DNA. There's that charitable yeah. arm in everyone. Um, but Ryan is definitely the Michael Jordan of it in our group. Mm-hmm. Colt is unique in that he is what we call a predator, right? So he's a producer and an editor. He's both. Oh, gotcha. Guys. Yeah. And he's, I mean, we're what, six months in? Mm-hmm. I would say... MVP Colt, I would say most yards from scrimmage is Ryan. Okay. I would say um, most receptions, most touchdowns is Allen probably. Nice. Um, yeah, Janela's like, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think here. He's not Bill Walsh. <laughs> He's definitely not the wall. This is a good analogy. Kind of, no, Janelle is Jimmy Johnson, right? Oh, like, okay, yeah. If you produce, if you produce, just fucking produce. Yeah, just you do know, it. Yeah. I'm not going to bother right. you. Just produce whatever yeah. you're doing. Produce. Yeah. Get out. He's going to get out of the way, right? Yeah. So, where do yeah, you fit so in? Colts like, like Emmett Smith. I'm like Woodson, just cutting heads <laughs> off coming in from the safety. I like, love that. I'm on defense right now. I'm on like defense, but I'm about nice. to go on offense. And like, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, um, 
Yeah, Ryan's like I would say Jay Novacek, ultra dependable. <laughs> gonna 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 come through at every occasion. I love um, all of this. Ellen is uh Ellen would be Ron Harper, right? Like when you okay. need the big play, Ellen yeah. always comes through, like never doesn't come through. And Godich, so we have two editors, Ellen yeah. Cannon and Mark Godich. And mm-hmm. they're great. And um, they probably teach us more than Alan does, frankly. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that. They teach us different <laughs> things. They teach us yeah. different things. Mm-hmm. So I would say Alan's Aikman in this equation. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Um, and then who's Michael Irvin? God, I was uh, wondering. I, that's the yeah. that's the big one there. I mean, uh, Marco for sure. Mar- okay. Marco from Hollywood for sure is Michael Irvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> gonna get a hundred yards every game. They might be ugly, but every single game he's getting a hundred yards and knows how and to party. I mean, let's let's be honest. He totally does. Marco was born in Guatemala City. Yeah. And he came to the United States when he was four and he moves oh. right to Hollywood, California. How's that? <laughs> Welcome goes to, to the Hollywood big high school. No, this guy, he's incredible. He goes to Hollywood high school, like, which is intense. Like Hollywood is an intense place. I can and, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. He played football. He was a jock, you know? And so huh. he knew friends that were playing roller hockey and he's like, I'll play. And like a year later, he was the captain of the team. Like that's Marco, right? That's absolute. Marco's absolutely Mar- Michael Irvin in that case. In, in <laughs> well, we've had a lot of firsts in this. It's the first time that we've had the chance to talk, Laz Versailles. Yeah. It's the first time that we've had a full Dallas Cowboys '90s version uh, analogy that just really just hit well, everything perfectly. Oh, have they continued to play since that team disbanded? <laughs> I, I haven't noticed. That is that is up for debate. Um, they suck. They've sucked. They, they're 20. awful. Anyway, go on. Yeah. yeah, they're awful. But at any rate, you know, you can catch all of Laz's work. Just, just type him into Google. He's everywhere. He's absolutely everywhere. And you can find him most recently at the Fire Pit Collective. Laz, I'm so glad that we were able to do this. I hope we can do it again. And I just entirely enjoy your work. Let's keep in touch. Yeah, we'll have a lot more coming. And um, I, I have to figure out which cowboy Jordan Perez is right now. <laughs> Uh, before we go the newest and i think i think we're gonna sign she's dion okay two. um she's about to join the team right so like we're gonna throw mm. her where, where jordan goes no yeah, yeah yeah we'll give her dion there you go but Showtime. adam thank you it's a lot go. of fun man thank you and we'll talk again soon all right thanks